You don't have things like that for Jasons. Like, there's no council of Jason. No, there's there I mean, are the Kyles count- though. There are the there's there's the Kyles and then there's the um, uh, the Joshes. Well, the right? Joshes like, uh, supposedly Oklahoma, I think, only I think that. Oklahoma or Nebraska they have the uh, the ultimate Josh competition where all the Joshes get together and they have like a, a pool noodle fight. Yep. Yeah. Well, the the last one who won. Yeah. The the last one who won was like some little kid. And so he's the only one who's allowed to keep the, keep the name or whatever. And the rest are supposed to have to change their names. If I remember, but now the council of Andrews is Andrews, um, Andrea's, um, Andres. (laughs) Oh, see, now you're just getting ridiculous. It's expanding. Well, because it's it's all variations of Andrew, right? So we accept all Andrews. What if one <laughs> wants to self-identify as an Andrew? I don't know. I I, I think we've had that before and been like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't can't be Transdrew. All right, <laughs> Tran- Transdrew. I didn't want to say it, but that's the word I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't be Transdrew. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's uh, if you deny that, you're Drewist. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. We all know that the Drews secretly run the council. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was too easy. <laughs> that was too easy. Instead of a bell, we need a rubber chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, what's up, brother? Oh, yes. So, um, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another. Well, I don't want to say the word fantastic, but another episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. <laughs> you have found yourself once more in the pit of despair. <laughs> why? 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 <laughs> yeah, why are you listening to us? Like, what is wrong with you? You should question your life choices a little. I mean, after the last three years. I think we all need to question our life choices. Yeah. Well, some of us more than others, but yeah, for sure. You can't see it, but I'm nodding very enthusiastically. Ah. Mm. Hello, Miss Casey. Miss Casey's in the chat. Better than a bag of... What does that mean? What does it even mean? How does one have a bag of that? I don't know. Like I feel like that's a, an amorphous concept more than it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. I, I I have been seeing more of that uh, in the last couple months. It was dead for about for about a year, right? The 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 Hibiscus Society and all that right, was dead for about a year. Well, yeah, because they more banned of all of us. Yeah, I'm starting to see it come back. I'm seeing a lot of it popping up in response to the uh, um, the fitness clubs and 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 the active active societies that are popping up in the alt right area. I'm seeing a lot more hibiscus stuff. 
Yep. Popping up in the centralist. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's oh. the thing is like we all got banned, right, for like a year. And so none of, none of it was showing up except on like oh. Telegram or, or alternative places where we could still keep yeah. in contact and everything. But it's not like we stopped. And then now finally yeah. we all have our platforms back. And so we're starting to post again and reconnect. And... Gab. Gab is a big one. Because it's supposedly uncensored. But there's like a bunch of videos on Gab and the, the chats on the videos. I don't know. That's too far for me. So it's full of feds is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> feds. <laughs> They're all feds. <laughs> I was what was what was the name of the, the Discord chat? Oh the the one that the the the, 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 the top secret documents got dropped. Thug in. Shaker Central. Th- I yeah, Thug Shaker Central. <laughs> <laughs> That's I man, I don't have my days without autism patch, but I would throw that <laughs> immediately. Like, oh, that's some hardcore autism right there. Oh, yes, <laughs> Jack. Everything is a honeypot. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine um the other day and it's like, uh it's like it's like it's you know like the seven degrees of separation. You're really only three contacts away from a federal agent. Oh yeah, at any given time, if uh-huh. that it's but like I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone the other day and she was laughing about the fact that she's gotten accused of being a fed repeatedly um since she was off of Facebook for so long and then suddenly popped back on. Um it was actually she's really sick. But um I laughed and I was like, are you kidding me? I keep getting called a fed and they're, well, your Facebook's so new. That's because I got banned with the rest of you, you morons. You don't remember me? <laughs> yeah, I got, I, I would get called a fed two or three times a month when I was running the bad Quaker Facebook page and sharing all those, all those quotes from sedition, subversion and sabotage. Yeah, <laughs> I would get, I get called fed two or three times a week. Um, and now I'm starting to see more, uh, uh, some of those, some of those pictures, some of those memes that I made popping up on, on Twitter more. I see them. So I've seen them a few times on telegram. I've seen the book posted a few times. I'm like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe this is there because of me, which I take a little bit of pride in. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the fed now? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jack, we all know who the Fed here is. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Wear a costume and shoot dogs. That's how you be a Fed. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Why do Fed usually wear a costume and shoot dogs? Yeah, yeah, we have a we have a talk. We have a, a couple articles about a Fed, or f- technically they're Feds, the IRS. Oh, they're definitely Feds. They're not that. They're not glowies, but they're Feds. Yes. I don't. You didn't give me a list at all of articles, so I'm going into this completely blind. Not that I would ever actually look at any of the articles if you had sent me the list, but at least I knew what was what was coming at that point. Yes. <laughs> I didn't send articles. You want me to? You want me to? Uh, it's too late. <laughs>
Um, no, uh, okay. We're... Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. Know. I would look at him anyway. Like, <laughs> what do I mean, you think I'm a professional? Come on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to read the headline of one article just so I can set up talking about the other article, and then we'll come back to this first one. All right. You following me? Yeah. Okay. IRS to spend eighty billion to hire thirty thousand new employees boost audits boost audits on wealthy. This is this is a, a, a new article. This is a new article that we talked about this before, but this is a, a new article. Okay. Now, I have to switch uh, to the other article because that article sets up this article, but we have to talk about this article first before we can go back to that other article. Okay. Auditors asked the IRS to figure out why so many taxpayers make mistakes. The IRS said no. (laughs) Gee. You know, and that's, you got to love the thing about taxes, right? Where you owe us money. Okay, well, how much do I owe you? Oh, no, you have to figure that out. Okay, but what if I get it wrong? We'll kill your dog. Like. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this is a a recent article. And it says, uh, as many Americans who waited until the last minute will likely rediscover this weekend, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday is tax day, by the way, the 18th. So as many Americans who waited until the last minute will likely rediscover this weekend, filing federal taxes is a complicated and frustrating task. No matter how much care is taken, mistakes happen, and fairly often. During the 2021 tax filing season, for example, the IRS, quote, suspended and reviewed 35 million returns with heirs. Remember, there's there's about 330 million Americans. There's only about 105 million in the workforce. So, so they had like a full third of them. So they had 35 million returns with this. And that's not including the people that, that filed just for the, the earned income tax credits and things like that. Or people uh, who child, just child flat care. out. People just right. so let's say, bother filing taxes, like right. Yeah. Know, so really. so so let's say let's let's even let's go the high route. Let's go the really high route and say it's it's two ten, right? Two hundred and ten million that actually file, right? So this is like one seventh, one sixth. So it's a significant uh, portion of people. Yes. Yes. So during the 2021 tax filing season, for example, the IRS, quote, suspended and reviewed 35 million returns with errors, according to a new report from the Government Accountability Office, which annually reviews the IRS's performance and makes recommendations for improvement. Those errors can be the result of taxpayers failing to include the necessary form or complete information, though they can also be the result of mistakes by our by IRS employees. In either case, they cause long delays in getting refunds to taxpayers and are costly strain on the IRS itself. During the 2021 filing year, IRS employees worked 10 hours of overtime per week for several months to deal with the backlog of incorrect tax returns. 
There was a significant increase in the number of errors found by the IRS in 2021, which the GAO, that's the Government Accountability Office, attributed to taxpayers being confused about how to report error or how to report aid received during the COVID-19 pandemic. But more than 15 million returns have been flagged for errors in other recent years. So they changed the the, uh, the paperwork in the, for the last couple of years because of the uh, stimulus checks that were sent out, right? Stimulus checks and then the the extra um, uh, 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 the extra um, unemployment and, and and all the other stuff, right? So that's that's the reason, yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's not like and it's not like that paperwork isn't incredibly complicated to begin with. Like, there's so much there. And every time they even change things a little bit, they just add to how much crap you got to fill out. And it just is further confusing. Yeah. And this is another one of those things that's not taught in schools. Yeah. How do I make my own doctor's appointment? Uh, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. No, but how do I do my taxes? A squared plus B squared equals C squared. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, um, this is a persistent issue for the IRS, but the GAO audit found that the tax agency, quote, does not have a process to identify and analyze their underlying causes. This limits the IRS's ability to reduce instances of recurring errors and anticipate further future problems. So the IRS does, doesn't have in place the tools to study or identify why they have 35 million returns with errors. You know how we could solve this problem? Real easy. <laughs> who was it that said uh, uh hunter thompson said uh be wary of strong drink <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying you could probably solve this problem super easy if everyone just you know didn't file taxes at all yes yes uh until the irs has such a system in place the gao warned quote taxpayers will continue to experience delayed returns and refunds and that the, quote, IRS risk created a perpetual backlog of work that will be difficult to address before the start of next filing season. The IRS's response? Nah. In a written response to the, GO, to the GAO, uh, IRS Deputy Commissioner for Services and Enforcement, Douglas O'Donnell, rejected the recommendation to study frequently occurring tax errors because the agency already has a, quote, robust system in place to track and identify errors. O'Donnell added that further study of this problem would be redundant. So, so essentially what's just occurred is, Hey, you keep having a bunch of errors. We should probably figure out what the underlying causes are. Nah, we already know that we already have a way to track the errors. Okay. But yes. do you know what causes them? Nope. And we're not going to, we're not going to adjust how we do things. Even if they did find out. Yeah, they're they're going to I mean, because that's why they don't care about figuring it out. Right. Because they don't care. That's the entire thing with taxes is that that's why you have to be the one to figure out how much you have to pay them uh-huh. is because they they don't actually care as long as you're paying them. Yeah. Which leads us back to the original article. Uh, they did figure out a way. IRS to spend 80 billion dollars to hire 30,000 new employees. 
and boost audits on the wealthy. You know why they don't audit the wealthy already, right? Because they have the money to hire lawyers and accountants and to fight mm-hmm. the IRS. Because it's, right? it's and just end up, too much work for them. Yes. The IRS ends up spending more money trying to audit these people than what the the, the taxes are, are, are quote-unquote owed. Yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, that's the thing is like, I've, I personally know people who have had to cut six-figure checks to the IRS for taxes. God, that would Which hurt is... so bad. <laughs> well, from what she said, she was having a panic attack even just thinking about it. So, and I can believe it. That is insane. But, like, I mean, this, the the thing to keep in mind is that they're not going to use those people to audit the rich. They're going to use it to audit the poor people and the middle class and make their lives hell. Because it's easier. It's easier to audit the low class, the the, the low income, uh, the middle class, because they can't afford the good lawyers. Yeah, it's like I always I, I love to point out to people, if you actually know people who pay for the, the audit protection through through like TurboTax and stuff, mm-hmm. they don't ever get audited. No. And the reason they don't ever get audited is because they see that they have that audit protection, which means there's actually going to be an attorney mm-hmm. involved. So they just skip that one and move on to the next one. Yep. Yep. So the Internal Revenue Services plan to hire nearly 30,000 new employees and deploy new technology over the next two years as it ramps up an $80 billion investment plan. Investment plan. $80 billion investment plan. Investment. Investment. To to improve tax enforcement and customer service, it said on Thursday. (laughs) customer service in the irs that's a that is a funny funny joke (laughs) (laughs) the tax agency and its long-awaited strategic operating plan sop standard operating procedure strategic operating plan said it will obligate a 8.64 billion of the new funding during the 2023-2024 fiscal year, fiscal year and that 8,782 of the new hires during those years will be enforcement staff meaning they're coming for even more of your money yes the That's why it's an investment the, they expect a return yes yes Quote, the IRS is going to hire more data scientists than they ever have for enforcement purposes. That is from Deputy Treasury Secretary Wally Adimo. Uh, He said, adding that these would complete more traditional tax attorneys and revenue agents in using new data analytics technology to identify audit targets. Hmm. Yes. Adding that these would complete more traditional tax attorneys and revenue agents in using new data analytics technology to identify audit targets. More revenue agents glares in West Virginia. <laughs> like I said, be weary, be weary of strong drink. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, the IRS is look it up, kids. Yes, the IRS will uh, also or IRS also will continue to ramp up customer service hiring after taking on five thousand new taxpayers services staff in recent months to answer telephones, reopen taxpayer assistance centers, and process tax returns. Including those new employees, customer services hiring will total 13,883 full-time equivalent staff over the two-year period. <sighs> so that's 13,800 IRS employees. They are hiring an army against yes. you. Yes. Uh, the $80 billion in new funding from last year's Climate-Focused Inflation Reduction Act. <sighs> Climate-Focused Inflation Reduction Act. It's, 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 hold on. The $80 billion in new funding from last year's Climate-Focused Inflation Reduction That is, that is just government. That's, that half of that sentence. That half of that sentence. The rest of the sentence is it's it's worse. I'm I'm just I want to read the whole paragraph. It's one long sentence. Try to hold try to hold yourself. The 80 billion in new funding from last year's climate focused inflation reduction act is aimed at rebuilding the agency's audit cap, audit capabilities and 1960s era computer technology after a decade of funding cuts. Mostly by Republican-controlled Congresses. Yeah. So, wait. <laughs> How many billions of dollars does the IRS get every year already? Uh, and they're still using 1960s computer uh, technology? Let's see, the IRS budget uh uh let's see uh what's the irs budget for 2023 um what am i looking at 14 let's see no that's not it 14.3 billion for overall operations so this is so that <laughs> their budget is 14.3 um, but they have 80 billion from the climate focused inflation reduction act that will do nothing for the climate or inflation, but it will definitely do something to hurt the economy. So there's that, I guess. Yes. All right. Here, no, here, so this is, this is, this is the line that, that, that got me. This is the line that got me. It also help, aims to help close the quote tax gap. Between taxes owed and those paid, estimated by, estimated by the Treasury at some $600 billion a year. I don't owe you shit. <laughs> not only do I not owe you shit, but what is what is $600 billion going to do against the $2 trillion annual deficit? Jack. Just jack shit. Like... <sighs> But I mean, that's the that's the whole thing, right? Is like where they're like, oh, they're getting eighty billion dollars in new funding, really? From where? And the answer is imagination. Yeah, because the Inflation Reduction Act, right? That's not taxpayer funded. 
that was that was just you know clicks on a keyboard. Um, what was it one point one point two trillion something like that? Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. It was a yeah. huge amount of money. But we got six hundred dollar checks, you guys. <laughs> I didn't. You got to file taxes for that. <laughs> I didn't get. I didn't get any of the stimulus. I didn't get any of that because you got to file taxes for that, and uh, I I haven't. Mm-hmm. No, because fuck on. them. Hold on. You know that. You know I I wasn't done with that, right? Oh God. That's the the tax gap. The tax gap is six hundred billion, right? Uh, the Congressional Budget Office has estimated that the new funding will generate about $204 billion in new revenue during the next decade. Over 10 years. Yes. So that's so there- $20 billion a year, roughly, right? Yes. So $20 billion extra a year. So they're, 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 looking, they're looking to get 20 bill. Of the six hundred bill tax gap by spending eighty billion <laughs> and made up money. If you tried to run a business the way the government runs itself, you would go to prison. <laughs> that's some that's it's it's not Bernie Ma- Bernie Madoff level. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> Hold on. It's worse because, like, at least, at least Madoff, right, like, pocketed money. At least, like, a bunch of these, the Enron execs and stuff, they pocketed money. Someone made money on that, just not the people who were supposed to. The thing is, when it comes to government spending, no one makes that money. It just simply evaporates. All right. Give me one more. Give me one more line. The Treasury, that is the IR, you know, the, the Treasury Department. The Treasury has estimates has estimates as high as 400 billion over the next decade in collections. So still, so still, 400 billion over the next decade. So you're looking at 40 billion a year of the 600 billion uh tax gap, quote unquote tax gap. And you're going to accomplish that by spending 80 billion dollars that caused inflation you know government is the shady grandma playing monopoly right <laughs> like she just keeps pulling 500s out from underneath the board somehow yeah like that's that's government right and you're like where's all that coming from well the answer is nowhere <laughs> it's like it's like that bingo grandma that's playing 17 cards at one time and has a really really dark marker that you can't tell what she's covering but she still keeps hitting yep. bingo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to spend eighty billion now to get twenty to forty per year of the six hundred quote unquote tax cap. The thing you got to remember too with this is like there is no within the system solution because they're playing Kelvin Ball. Right. I think everybody remembers <laughs> Kelvin ball. Like they're playing Kelvin ball. Like the name of the game is I win. No matter what you do, you, you're not, if you work within this system, you're not going to change it. They're still going to win. Not only, not only can you not change that system. Like this is, this is what a hundred and 110 year old system at this point, right? 1913. 
right? So there's a hundred and ten year old system that that thinks that thinks that spending eighty billion dollars and gaining, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, and and stealing twenty to forty billion a year more of the supposed six hundred billion that's owed is gonna change anything. Even if they collect, right. not, say- not, 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 okay. Even, even, okay. Even if let's let's just let's say they co- close that six hundred billion. Say, say for some miraculous miracle, they close that six hundred billion, and they took in six hundred billion more in taxes. The federal government still runs a two trillion dollar a year deficit. Yeah. So take six hundred. So you're looking, you're still looking at one point four trillion dollars a year on top of the 31 trillion not including inflation yeah you've only covered one third of what you have outstanding per year annually annually yes so that just keeps climbing and climbing and climbing which is also why we keep bringing up that no your tax (laughs) dollars don't pay for anything it's it's doing inventory on the titanic yeah, they're, they're, ca- they're counting deck chairs on the Titanic. But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the show? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, uh, like I, I, it's, it's, I got to laugh because it's comical, but it, it's also just like, God damn it! Like, there's, and there's these, no reality to this. These, these are the people too, right? Like, these are the people who the the status are also like but i want these people to run my life that's who these people are advocating to have in charge of their life yes is the people who go 80 billion to collect 40 billion makes sense let's let's okay let's let's put that in perspective 40 billion dollars that is a that is a monstrous number to anyone to 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 you and i right that's that is 40 billion dollars as a monstrous number that is roughly 2% of the $2 trillion annual deficit. 2%. They're looking at bringing in 2% of the, of the annual deficit. And they're bragging about it. And they're making a big deal about it and going, look what we do. We we took this money from the rich people. You took 2% of your deficit, your annual deficit. And even even if they have a good year, even if they have a a good year and they lower spending and they only have a trillion dollar deficit, congratulations, you're at 4%. Yay. Like, (laughs) it's... Businesses like, and that's the thing is like, remember a, a business that tries to run like this fails completely. Like it falls yes. apart and quickly. This, this has been ongoing for a hundred fucking years. Yes. Yes. Jack, thank, thank them for their service. Yeah. By not having strong drink. You know, <laughs> a very special. Thank you. It's coming quickly. Yeah. Beware of strong drink. That's the name of this art. That's the name of this episode. Beware of strong drink. Yes. Dot dot dot. Yes. 
If you know the quote, you know the implication. <laughs> What's important is that we did not, in fact, say the rest of the quote. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we have we have other articles, but um, uh, it's just it's it's and it's it's just so ridiculous. That they'll, they'll they'll grandstand on that with everything else that's going on. They'll they'll grandstand on that. Well, yeah, they because most people have no idea, right? People don't generally pay any attention to the world around them. They certainly don't pay attention to what their government's actually doing, by and large. So all the people here is, oh, they're going to collect this additional money, and yay! And then they don't ever think critically and go, but how much is it costing? But wait. Doesn't that mean that you're spending mm-hmm. twice as, as much as what you're collecting? That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack uh, Jack says it's gone on for 100 years because our forefathers were misled uh, on who the enemy truly was. Uh, I agree uh, with, the, with you on that. And don't forget, don't forget that we have the Constitution as it exists now. Because the federal government under the Articles of Confederation were limited in their ability to, to respond to Shay's Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Shay's Rebellion, which I mean, which Shea, Shea, yeah, Shay's Rebellion, which is which was a, a a revolt against taxes. And the and 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 the Northeast, uh, Massachusetts specifically, and and Connecticut, in the federal government was legally restricted from responding under the Articles of the Confederation. Uh, and then the Federalists came in and said, ho, 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 we can't have that. So yeah. now we have a it's, monster, monster federal government. Yeah, the, the Constitution was a coup, right, by the Federalists. Like, it yes. was them making power moves. And the thing is, is, you know, and I also point out that, like, the French Revolution was an actual revolution, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was a true revolution. That was a, pe- a people's revolution. Where they used certain tools that they had at their disposal. <laughs> Shoe slicers. Yeah, to uh, eliminate the ruling class from being a problem, Mm -hmm. right? They truly changed things. The American Revolution was not a revolution. It was an insurrection by a bunch of landed fucking gentry because they didn't like the current king. Mm -hmm. That was all that was. Yeah. The people didn't get anything out of it. So, okay, how about... um... Ooh, we can do a, a um, an update. An update. How about an update? Good update. Uh, city to pay five hundred thousand dollars to settle bikini barista dress code suit. Woo-hoo. We covered this. We covered this before. Everett Washington. Um, it was the oh, what was the name of the coffee shop? Let me find the name of the coffee shop. Um. Um. Uh, um. Let's see. Uh, uh, Hillbilly Hotties. That's right. I love the name of that place. Yes, Hillbilly Hotties. So um, uh, a legal battle over dress code for bikini baristas at coffee stands is ending uh, after a city north of Seattle, that's Everett, agreed to pay $500,000 to the owner employees who sued it over six years ago. 
The Everett City Council voted unanimously this week to authorize Mayor Cassie Franklin to sign a settlement agreement with Giovanna Edge and employees. The plaintiffs were seeking more than $3 million in damages and attorney fees. Under the agreement, the city will keep most of its rules for probationary licensing of coffee stands and other quick service businesses, but will no longer dictate that that baristas wear at least tank tops and shorts. Instead, the city will assign dress code rules with an existing lewd conduct standard that makes it a crime to publicly expose too much of one's private areas. Another provision mandates that business owners post materials for employees with information on how to seek help if they are being trafficked or otherwise exploited. (sighs) Yes. Um, The settlement may end the saga that started in 2009 when the city said it received complaints prompting an investigation that revealed some stands were selling sex shows and sex acts and allowing customers to physically touch the baristas. In 2013, two espresso stand owners were arrested on accusations of promoting prostitution and exploitation of a minor. Um, uh, Sergeant for tipping off baristas about undercover officers in exchange for sexual favors. The sergeant resigned and the owners were convicted. In 2017, the city created dress code, a dress code ordinance requiring employees, owners, and operators of quote, quick service facilities from coffee stands to fast food restaurants to wear clothing that covers the upper and lower body and face fine or face fines. So they sued. Uh, it was a big First Amendment thing. We covered it here on the on the podcast. Um, the city backed down eventually, and now um, let's see. Uh, 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 so, so the city thousand dollars defending the and now they have to pay dollars. Well, so, as they should. I mean, realistically, like, yeah. Like, let me have my let me have coffee and titties. All right, like that's that's a great way to start a morning. Like, just leave it alone. <laughs> Why you gotta hate fun? <laughs> Yes. I think lap dance and lattes would be a hit. I'm just saying. I mean, hopefully not at the same time, because that sounds like a recipe for burns. <laughs> I mean, possibly. I mean, like, let me, like, I'm going to set the latte to the, unless it's iced, in which case I guess we're fine, but uh, <laughs> laptops and iced lattes is probably okay. <laughs> I will, I will withhold I'll withhold what I'm thinking because that would probably catch a ban. <laughs> I mean, then you have ice cubes and <laughs> don't kink shame me. Like, we're just gonna leave that one there. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I mean, realistically, no one, you know, and we we brought it up at the time, right? Like, who who is being hurt by that? Absolutely, no one was being hurt by that. Nobody. Yes. Like the only people who were being hurt mm-hmm. by it were probably the Karens who decided to complain to the city council because their husbands were spending a little bit too much money on coffee too frequently. Yes. Like that's, that was the, <laughs> that was the only real complaint anyone had. I don't care if the coffee's terrible, Karen. I like them for their personality. <sighs> we have good quality conversations. Okay. <laughs> She's working her way through college. 
<laughs> Life hack, if you're going to go to a bikini barista, make sure you drive a very low-slung car so they have to lean way forward in order to give you the coffee. Or a very you're welcome tall for that truck. Tip. Or a very tall truck yes. that you can look over. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. What you don't want is a crappy SUV mm-hmm. that's at the exact height of the window. Yes. And stay out of your wife's minivan. Yeah, do not use the minivan. <laughs> Drive the John Deere up. She thinks yeah. tractors are sexy. Yeah, see, there you go. And if you if you have a pup, if you have a, a cute dog, just saying, bonus points. Borrow bonus your points. neighbor's dog. Yeah. And... <laughs> <sighs> yes, puppies. Rent rent a puggle service. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old enough to hear. I know. I'm old enough to know Jerry the King Lawler's voice in the back of my head, going "puppies." <laughs> yeah. Uh, staying in, staying in Washington. This is this is a good one for you. You'll like this one. Uh, federal way, federal, pff, federal way, Washington. Right, right it's near Olympia. Okay. Federal Way Gun Shop faces fines for selling high-capacity ammo magazines. So standard capacity, one can assume. Yes. A judge has ruled against a suburban Seattle gun shop owner who sold high-capacity magazine ammunition magazines, high-capacity ammunition magazines, despite a state ban. The King County judge's decision last week granted Attorney General Bob Ferguson's motion for a partial summary judgment, finding federal way discount guns and owner Mohammed uh, Bagahi in violation of Washington's Consumer Protection Act. Ferguson sued the shop and Bagahi and another King County judge previously ordered the retailer's shop to stop selling the magazines. Quote, federal way discount guns chose to violate the law that makes our communities safer. The ruling is an important step towards holding them accountable. That's uh, a quote from Bob Ferguson, the Attorney General. Since 2022, it has been illegal under Washington state law to manufacture, distribute, sell, or offer for sale gun magazines that hold more than 10 rounds of ammunition with limited exceptions. Senator Marco Elias, a Democrat out of Everett, which we just talked about with the bikini baristas, Everett, said at the time the law could reduce the carnage seen in mass shootings because people could have the chance to escape or stop a shooter in time it takes for that person to reload a weapon. Do you know how much time it takes anyone with any amount of practice to reload a rifle? I, I do. I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you are not suddenly running up like the the captain of the football team is not going to suddenly run across the room and beat the shooter's head in with a chair in the time it took him to reload. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. And if you if you evenly space out your shots, they don't even know when you reload. Yeah, like there's there's been so many demonstrations online that you can go find right now where guys are just mag dumping and then swapping mags and mag dumping and swapping mags. And it's such a tiny amount of time for them to swap. 
it's and and the thing is is if it's only a 10 round mag that's so easy to pull out and throw a new one in versus mm-hmm. a 30 which takes a little bit more time to get out rotate and in that you actually can reload faster yeah. with a 10 round mag than you can with a 30 yes okay the shop argued in King County Superior Court filings that Bagahi didn't brazenly disregard the ban. Instead, he listened to law enforcement officials who told him the ban was unconstitutional and therefore wouldn't be enforced. The filings in March argue the Second Amendment grants Bagahi and his shop the right to sell weapons, including the magazines. The documents had asked Superior Court Judge Wyman Yip to dismiss Ferguson's request for partial summary judgment, noting two pending lawsuits in Washington's federal district court challenging the state ban. Ferguson sued the shop and its owner in December for violating the law after an investigation into gun retailers across the state found Bagahi was uh, illegally selling high-capacity magazines, which were on full display. Yip, that's the judge, ruled that the shop violated Washington's Consumer Protection Act. Bagahi did not contest that the shop sold at least 2,600 high-capacity magazines in the months before Ferguson filed the December lawsuit. Right, so that's in the in the months before the lawsuit. So it went from July 2022 uh, to December 2022. Sold twenty six hundred magazines. That's that is a fabulous number, but could still in a, be in a, in a suburb of Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's glorious. Get your get your, get your calculator out, real quick. All right, so twenty six hundred magazines. Okay. All right. You're okay. Bagahi faces a maximum penalty of $7,500 for every high-capacity magazine offered for sale and another $7,500 fine for every high-capacity magazine actually sold. So $2,600 times $7,500. So he's basically being fined. That's that's just the ones that he sold. That's not including the ones that he had for sale. So he's looking at what fifteen thousand dollars in fines, right? Seventy five hundred, seventy five hundred. Okay. So if you divide that by the twenty six hundred magazines he sold, that means he's being sold about or he's being fined about six dollars per mag. Okay. But what's what's the total fine? Well, you said it's it's he's being fined what now? Uh, $7,500 per, for every high capacity magazine actually sold. And then what he has for sale. So 7,500 times the number sold 2,600. Jesus fucking Christ. That is $19,500,000 in fines. They just bankrupted this gun shop. That is that is a twenty million dollar fine for following the advice of the local sheriff and determining that um, that this that this law was unconstitutional. 
He's facing he's facing a twenty million dollar fine. Well, and the reason he's being sued is because the local sheriff refused to enforce the law. Yes, yes. So he wasn't They're... arrested. He wasn't arrested for this, for selling them, because the sheriff the sheriff said it was unconstitutional. He's being sold by the state's attorney general. Yep, and that's see, and that's where your Second Amendment sanctuaries are bullshit. Yes, they don't work. Because all that will happen is this right here. Mm-hmm. They will just start suing people. Yes. So yes, now he's he's they 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 bankrupted they 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 bankrupted the shop, and the the only the only chance he has is if the law is determined to be unconstitutional by Scudis, and he files in a brief to get this fine re- to get this fine eliminated. Yep. No, and, and, and again, so he has this twenty million dollar fine hanging over him right now, that stays with him as the magazine case goes up to Scootus if it, if Scootus takes it up, which could take ten years, uh-huh. which could take ten years, and then also then he has to file to say, hey, this this law was unconstitutional. I don't owe this fine, and then that goes up the courts, which could be, I'm sure the state could challenge that. And what is that going to go all the way up to Scudas too? So now you're looking at twenty million dollars hanging or, or hanging over this guy's head for the next twenty years because he sold high sold standard capacity magazines. Yeah, standard capacity magazines, and one can argue he wasn't selling thirty round five five six magazines. He was selling mm-hmm. eight round uh, four fifty eight SOCOM magazines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thir- thirteen round Springfield XD XD mags. 17 round, uh, you know, Glock 19 mags or Glock 17 mags. Yeah, those are all rendered illegal. Yep, 20, 20 round AR 10 mags, SR 25s. The, the fucking, uh, these mags for an MP 1522. Yeah, yeah, 25, 25 round MP mags. The, yeah, 22 mags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for twenty two, these yeah. they're calling a high capacity assault magazine. Yes, it's twenty two. Yes. Again, yet another reason to be wary of strong drink. This is just—I mean, this—you know—you know what's high. worse? This isn't even the worst article I have for today. But I mean, this does highlight, though. Like I said, the, yeah, just, the just Second Amendment day, sanctuary. Just take your day in court. Just take your day yeah. in court. Yeah, just wait for your day in court and just comply. No, because <laughs> the entire deck is stacked against you. Mm-hmm. It's like going, well, don't go out and get a job. You can just, you know, just uh, hope for your your day at the roulette table. Yeah, gambler's fallacy. Yeah, you can in fact lose every single time forever. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, and now he has this this twenty million dollar fine hanging over him, hanging over his gun shop. Like I, I absolutely one hundred percent believe they bankrupted this gun shop. Mm-hmm. It, this this federal federal way was it federal way discount guns, right? Yep. This, it's 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 not going to exist anymore. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But that's, no. I mean, that's what they're going to do, though. Like, going forward, that's what you're going to start seeing is because so many sheriffs have now mm-hmm. said, I'm not enforcing your unconstitutional gun laws. So many states like Missouri are passing laws that say that local police cannot help enforce mm-hmm. federal gun laws and things. So Fox, what's going to uh, happen is Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, they have Firearms Freedom Act. Uh, yeah. which says that any firearm, uh, any firearm suppressor, uh, et cetera, created at, and that stays in the state is not subject to federal, uh, to federal yeah. regulations. Exactly. Uh, and so what's going to happen is because they aren't going to have the law enforcement cooperation mm-hmm. from local law enforcement anymore. Mm-hmm. They're just going to start suing so that they get around it because they'll yeah. still have civil court. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but like this is this is another one of those cases where, um, you know, Seattle controls the state of Washington, right? Seattle Olympia, um, the urban environment, the urban liberals, they control what happens in that state. The same with the the Portland Bend uh, in Oregon, the the Sacramento, San Francisco, L.A. here in California. Um, the person that is freedom loving in those states, you have no chance against the state. The state, the state, enforce, the state courts enforce state law, right? Where's yep. where's the Ninth Circuit Court at, right? California. Again, that's an absolute stacked deck. So your only hope is that this goes to Scudis and Scudis says, "Oh no, that's unconstitutional." Yeah, which in light of Bruin, that's unconstitutional. You can't do it. Yeah, and strikes it down. But that's who knows how long it's going to take. And even though and remember what happened with the New York safe. That's, and, shit, and that's right? if that's if this guy has the hundred and hundred and fifty hundred two hundred thousand dollars it takes to get a case all the way to Scootus. Right. Well, I mean, and, and I mean, don't forget, though, too, that on top of that, even if it goes all the way, it goes all the way up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court goes, yeah, it's unconstitutional. Remember what happened with New York and New Jersey? All they yeah. did is they turned around and they just repassed the laws uh-huh. with they some changed, slightly what, what different change, wording. Yeah, what they what they changed like 12, 12 words in the the two hundred word law or something like that. Yeah, and then so now you got to sue all over again, and it's got to mm-hmm. go all the way back mm-hmm. up again, and go back mm-hmm. to the Supreme Court that says no, that's still unconstitutional, yeah. and then like that's. That's what you, they're going to do because they're simply going mm-hmm. to keep grinding away and wearing us all down mm-hmm. any way that they can find because their mission is to disarm you so that you cannot defend yourself from them. <laughs> it's funny you should say that. Not funny, haha, but funny, uh, funny other ways. Um, <laughs> um, it's funny. Okay, where I was going, we're somewhere with that. Segway something something segway. A South, a South Carolina business owner was threatened with ruinous fines and jail time after zoning laws were changed. So po- post facto, post facto. Okay, this is a this is this is your uh, Killdozer esque Killdozer esque article. Uh, Killdozer adjacent. Killdozer adjacent. 
Killed that shit. A South Carolina business owner laid off three of his five employees after the city changed zoning laws and ordered him to stop offering new halls to rent. So Raphael Chinch Raphael Chinchilla, C H I N C H I L L A. That's Chinchilla. Chinchilla. <laughs> so Raphael Chinchilla, the owner of Tires to Go, a tire retailer in Simpson, South Carolina was told in August 2022 to stop offering U-Haul rentals or face, quote, ruinous fines and jail time. The city ordered him to stop renting the vehicles and to remove all trucks and trailers within 30 days or be fined $500 a day and even face a 30-day jail sentence. The Institute for Justice, who we love, IJ.org, the Institute for Justice, a nonprofit public interest law firm, has written city officials on Chichilla's behalf, urging them to reconsider their, quote, illegal attempt to weaponize zoning laws and force the business owner to cease renting U-Hauls. Chichilla set up the company in 2011 and has been renting and repairing U-Hauls since. But under South Carolina, South Carolina law, quote, a property owner has a vested right to continue a non-conforming use in existence when his property is rezoned, barring a factual showing that co- that continuing the use would harm the public health, safety or where or welfare. So this so this guy had an existing business doing renting U-Hauls and doing tire repairs. And then the city rezoned, and now they're telling him that you can't rent U-Hauls anymore. You can still do that. You can still be a tire business. You can still do everything that's associated with tires. But because they rezoned, now you can't have this auxiliary income of renting and repairing U-Hauls. Fourth Amendment? What's that? Never heard of it. <laughs> it's, it's, oh. I mean, there's um, there is no part of no part of what they're trying to do that would even remotely pass not only legal muster in the state because clearly there's a state law that specifically forbids exactly this, but on top of that, like there there is no way that rezoning, just changing your mind about what you're going to allow, would allow you under the Constitution at all to just go. Nah, you don't get to you don't get to have this shit anymore. Like yeah, you don't so, get to do that. <laughs> yeah, so it, it forced him to fire three of his five employees <laughs> and has quote drastically reduced the income from his businesses. Yeah, because U Haul is I mean the whole reason that a lot of those places do the U Haul is to supplement things. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's I mean, and that's just the idea, because like at that point, right, if they can do that, if they are allowed to do that, then there is nothing stopping any city or county or state from just going, nah, we mm-hmm. don't like this business. We're going to rezone things. And now no. it's not allowed there anymore. Like, now, at will. This, now, the, this, is, this is the kicker. You're going to like this part. You're going to like this part. All right, so he opened – so this is from the, from the Institute for Justice uh, press release. So uh, Raphael shall own and operate Tires to Go. Tires – okay. Uh, uh, he opened the business in 2011. 
where he sells tires and rents U-Hauls, right? So both of these were perfectly legal under Simpsonville's zoning laws, 2011, right? Then in 2013, the city rezoned the property so that U-Haul rental would not be permitted. Almost a decade later, in August 2022, the city sent him a letter ordering him to stop renting U-Hauls at a business or face ruinous fines and jail time. So the business started in 2011. 2013, they rezoned. And it wasn't until 2022 that they made a stink about it. Which means that there's absolutely no way that you could possibly justify this in court and say, well, but it's it's against the public interest. Really? Is it? Because you yes. were fine with it for 10 years. Yes. And I guarantee you that what's going on, I can guarantee you that what's going on is that the after the original rezoning, the council that the city council at the time was aware of the state law that said that he got to keep operating and left him alone. And now there's either a new town council in place or you have somebody new in code enforcement who's trying to make a stink about it and is either unaware of the laws, which is probable or just simply is like respect my authority <laughs> you know you know what it happened simpsonville just used to hire more tax tax revenue tax revenue agents <laughs> that's that's i mean i think i think what needs to happen is that the uh, guy who owns the tire shop needs to buy a komatsu <laughs> <laughs> i bet he's got a welder i mean i'm just saying like if you bought a Komatsu and you just parked it out front of your business and just kept welding steel panels onto it over time. <laughs> it's an it's a it's a public art piece. It's, art it's piece. an art piece. It's, it's art piece. there's I have a feeling that your message would be received. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't take much to turn a U-Haul into a technical. <laughs> I mean <laughs> like the sides drop and just like a pair of Bofors come out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I love those things. You know, the Bofors, it was it the 40 or 40. Is it the 40? Yeah. 40 millimeter. I think Bofors is the largest machine gun that a civilian can legally own in the United States. Um, That's transferable. And it is so big that when you sit on the seat, you don't fire with a trigger. There's a pedal. So just to a put pedal. in perspective, not even, not even the, butterfly, not even nope, butterfly. There's not even a butterfly grip, a pedal. There is a pedal for you to push that fires a trigger mechanism. It's a 40 millimeter. Yes, please. I mean, I'll take, I'll, <laughs> I'll take two of them. Just bump, 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 bump. I mean, they're crew served. You need you need crew with them because there's these big clips of ammo that you got to stick in the top. But yeah, Simpsonville yeah, has elected to receive. Yeah, just you all pulls up, side drops. Whoop! <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> yes, Mister Chinchilla needs to uh, be wary of strong drink. Yeah, very, yeah. 
Because that's, I mean, that's again, like that stuff like that means that nothing, nothing is safe from the whims mm-hmm. of a city council. Nothing yes. is safe. Yeah, not at that like, point. They they rezoned in 2013. Right, the, the the business had been open since 2011, and 2013. So this is two years after the business opened. They rezoned, and then they wait almost ten years before they complain about it. Well, and again, that whole thing is all happening with a law on the books in the state yes. that says. That just because you rezone does not mean that an existing business now has to close. You're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that law is on the books. So I am almost certain that what happened is they rezoned and they were aware that that law was on the books and were like, we can't do anything. It has to stay. But if he ever tries to sell it, he can't sell it right with the U-Haul intact. Mm-hmm. And that's what was going on. And then now you have either a new city council or new people in charge of code enforcement who just don't care what the law is and are like, but it's not zoned for that. Well, but you don't get to like, there's a law on the books on your, your own laws say that you don't get to do this. Yes. Oh, they don't care about the law. They don't care about rights or constitution or anything like that. I mean, he's just lucky he wasn't selling standard capacity magazines. Apparently, because they'd be like, "Well, nineteen million dollars, please." Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find you twenty six hundred dollars a day since they've been open since two thousand thirteen. All right, this is the worst article I have. You're gonna oh. you're gonna really you're gonna like this one. Oh boy, I'm so excited. You should be. Okay. Man faces five years in prison for finding his dead brother's gun and giving it to his parole officer. Dude, I read this article. This is so fucking infuriating. Mm -hmm. This is so infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to read that the headline again. Man faces five years in prison for finding his dead brother's gun and giving it to his parole officer. So this is out of uh, Duluth, Minnesota. Stephen Cooper, 31, served more than 13 years in prison after he was convicted of shooting two store clerks during a robbery at 15 years old. He has been since released from prison, but could be going back due to what he and others are calling an unfair situation. In Duluth last July, that's July 2022, Cooper was going through the belongings of his brothers who recently died when he found a pistol inside a car that they had been using for storage space. So this is, this is his dead brother's car that they were using for storage space. So he was going through cleaning it out and found the firearm. Since he is a felon, that is Stephen Cooper, since he is a felon and currently on parole, Cooper said he immediately contacted his parole officer to turn it in. Right? Sounds like absolutely the right thing to do. Right? Uh, regardless, he is still being prosecuted and could potentially go back to jail. Uh, let's see. Cooper's facing five years prison. Uh, quote, for me, it's something I would probably have seen on TV and thought, damn, that's erroneous. That's a quote from Cooper. 
Cooper said vehicle he found the weapon in was initially a gift from his brother that he was planning on selling because he hadn't been using it. But after a conversation with his dad, he decided to keep it, leading to him cleaning it out and finding the firearm. Uh, Cooper said, quote, I went to go clean it out, found some bullets in the back, found the gun, and immediately knew at that moment that I was supposed to do the right thing and call either 911 or my agent at the time, agent being his parole officer. Cooper contacted his parole officer, who then contacted the police following protocol. Quote, she assured me that everything was going to be okay, that I indeed had done the right thing. While his parole officer told Cooper she wasn't sure what was going to happen to him when police arrived, she assured him she would vouch for him on the police report. After the report was filed, Cooper was sent was not sent back to prison following a hearing with the Minnesota Department of Corrections. He has since been charged with felony possession of a firearm and is facing another half decade behind bars. He didn't knowingly have possession of the firearm, and he attempted to remedy the situation the moment he found out. Yes. Not that felons should be barred from owning firearms in the first freaking place, but either way... Like, he tried to do the right thing, the thing that you're told that you're supposed to do. He tried to do that. And people yes. wonder why why felons and stuff just wind up hanging on to these guns, why they wind up selling them on the black market to who knows who, why they wind up, you know, why the rate of recidivism is so high. Mm-hmm. Well, because the entire deck is stacked against you, and they won't, they, you, even when you try to do the right thing, they still come after you. Yes. Um, the N- the NAACP, the Minnesota uh, Duluth NAACP is is uh, on his behalf. Um, and there's there's people all over the place coming to this guy's defense because this is just absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah, this is this is pure pure insanity, mm-hmm. is what this is. Like you should not be charged for this you were not in possession of the firearm not knowingly and you can't like mm-hmm. the thing is is the uh, the irony is if he was just on the other side of the river in superior yes instead of duluth this probably wouldn't happen yes if he was uh, in wisconsin instead of minnesota this wouldn't happen the body camera the body cam footage from the responding officers shows an officer uh, handcuffing Cooper and telling him that he did the right thing, but that he shouldn't have touched the gun in the first place. He didn't know I was there. <sighs> yes. See that? I mean, that's the, that's the fucking ridiculous thing, right? Is you have, you have the ATF giving machine guns to Mexican drug cartels. Uh-huh. And then you have this poor guy who made a mistake when he was 15. Big mistake. But he made a mistake when he was 15. He's trying to do the right thing now. Uh And he gets punished anyway. What would they rather he have done? Like, that's the question, right? What would they rather he have done? Would they rather he take possession of the weapon? Be like, hey, cool. I got a gun now. And no one knows I have it. Would they rather that? Because based on their actions, that appears to be what they would rather have have happen. Like, what is he supposed to do? Yes, it's just it's insane. It's 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 insane. Like like this guy's this guy's either 
done his time. All right, they they released him. He was sentenced to twenty years when he was fifteen. Did thirteen and a half, and then and then they released him. So either he's okay now, right? And like they they, they trust him to be out in society, which <laughs> he found a firearm he knew he was not supposed to have, and he called them and told them, "Hey, I found a firearm I'm not supposed to have. Come and get it." And they went, all right, fantastic. You did the right thing. That is good, awesome, fantastic. Oh, by the way, now you're possibly going back to jail for five more years. Yeah, it's fucking... It's absolutely insane. That is insane. Like, again, this is is why the rates of recidivism are so high. This is why this stuff happens. where's Where's the incentive to stay clean? Yeah, there's no point, right? Like there's you know, it's like you you put these people in these positions where no matter what they do, you're going to slap them down at every turn. You're yes. going to threaten them with more jail time, you're going to threaten them, you know, with making their lives hell all over again. No matter what they do, so why would they care about doing the right thing anymore? Cuz clearly what you've done is you've completely obfuscated what the right thing is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, you're just going to go with whatever's most expedient. At that it's, it's like, it's as, it's as bad as the IRS. You know, the IRS says, oh, you owe us money. So you write the IRS a check and the IRS says, oh, no, that's that's the wrong amount. And you're going to jail. <laughs> it's it, what's what's really the difference. Right. Oh, you're not supposed to have this. Okay, I'm not supposed to have this. Come and take come and take this, right? Come and come and get this away from me. I'm not supposed to have this. Oh, by the way, you're going back to jail. Like where's where where's the incentive to do the right thing? Yeah, at that point, like what they're saying, what they're declaring to any other convicted felon who stumbles upon a weapon in the future is to just pretend they don't see it tell no one and just get rid of it quietly. Yeah. 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 Go throw it in a dumpster where some other person can find it. Yeah. Or, go, or and go, then it gets go, used for a murder. Go chuck it in the Creek. Yeah. Go sell it to a drug dealer. Yeah. Cause as a convicted felon, you know, you can't find high pay work. So you might as well make some money off it. Yeah. Because turning it in is just going to send you back to prison. So what's the point? Like, that's that's what they're doing here is they're just declaring to every felon all over the country. Hey, if you stumble upon a gun accidentally, feel free to do whatever illegal shit with that you want to, because it doesn't matter if you try to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. We're still going to send you to prison, at least in the state of Minnesota. Yes. Yes. Which is also why I would never live in that godforsaken state on the other side of the river. Well, that and you can't be a Vikings fan. Ugh. <laughs> nope. Uh, I mean, sadly, Lindsay is, but she's allowed to be. Uh she's. I mean, like, because like for a while there, like she would occasionally be like, "Hey, can you go get me whatever?" and then hand me her bank card, which is a Minnesota Vikings card, and I just be like, "It burns." <laughs> I got cash. I'm good. 
Yeah, like no, I'll, I'll just pay for it. You you, yeah. you you hang on to your you hang on to your card. Please don't please don't yeah. make me touch that. That's, <laughs> that's me with the Dodgers. Oh, like I have. <laughs> I mean, I have. You know, I got my Green Bay Packers jerseys. I got my Bengals jerseys. Right, like I got those. But like, she's got this stupid fucking purple monstrosity. Ugh. And she's still got a Drew Brees jersey. What? Uh, the, the, so what? The, Wisconsin has a weird relationship with the Saints because the New Orleans Saints used to do all of their spring practices at University of Wisconsin Lacrosse here in town. Okay. So like, and they would just like play and you could just go visit them and they would just like talk to everybody and like all the players. Like I met tons of the New Orleans Saints for years. Okay. You just go down there and hang out with them. Okay. That's, that's okay. I get that. She needs a, she needs a golden gopher jersey. No, I, I, I would, I would absolutely. That. Will that not be allowed in my that. home <laughs> under no circumstances? That. Golden gophers. Oh, no. Yes. I will chop it in half with Paul Bunyan's axe. So help me. <laughs> that is the oldest rivalry in college football. Is it? Yes. Yeah, I think it is. I think there's that one. And then there's one. There's the Harvard Yale. And then there's the Cal Stanford. Yeah. But University of Wisconsin, University of Minnesota is like the oldest yeah. rivalry in NCAA football. Yeah. And the bad- Badgers and the Golden Gophers. Yep. Yep. And... Paul Bunyan's axe. The yep. Cal, the Cal Stanford's over an axe. Also, is it really? That's yeah. weird. Does that make sense? But that's, yeah. yeah, the but yeah, like that's the oldest rivalry in college football. <laughs> under no circumstances, as a Badger, under no circumstances, will I, will I allow a Golden Gophers jersey in my house? It's bad enough I got to deal with a Minnesota Vikings one. Yep. All right. Okay. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Canada or do you want to go to the UK? <laughs> I mean, neither ideally, but all right. Let's go. Let's go to. Let's go to Canada then. Let's go to let's Canada. Slightly less even... horrible. <laughs> it's 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 French Canada. Oh, never mind. It's just as bad. <laughs> ah, it's no, Mon- Mon- Montreal. <laughs> Montreal is no big net. It is beignet. Hold on, I can't. Okay. <sighs> I have to take a deep breath on this one. Okay. No, Jack, we're not going to the UK first. Okay. A proposed class action lawsuit over infamous brainwashing experiments at a Montreal psychiatric hospital was before Quebec's highest court Thursday as victims attempted to remove immunity granted to the United States government. The U.S. government successfully argued in Quebec Superior Court last August that the country couldn't be sued for the project known as MK Ultra, allegedly funded by the Canadian government to end the CIA. I mean, at least they're only experimenting on Canadians and not on, real people. U.S. lawyers argued French Canadians. Yeah, French Canadians, which means they're even (laughs) less real people. U.S. lawyers argued that the foreign states had absolute immunity from lawsuits in Canada between the 1940s and 1960s when the program took place. So they did like MK Ultra shit to French Canadians. Yes. And now now that the United States government, which will argue that they never took part in MK Ultra are arguing for immunity 
for MK Ultra experiments committed in Montreal in between the 1940 and 1960s. But how would that? I, I guess I don't understand why they would even bother with with mind control experimentation with French Canadians because like that's not applicable to human beings. So like, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, U.S. lawyers argued that foreign states had absolute immunity from lawsuits in Canada between the 1940s and 60s when the program took place. But survivors and their families of the experiments at Montreal's Allen Memorial Institute, which included experimental drugs, rounds of electroshocks, and sleep deprivation, appealed that decision. On Thursday, a lawyer representing the United States government told the Quebec Court of Appeal that the country should be immune from prosecution and that any lawsuits against the U.S. government should be, should be filed in that country. The court case stems from a class option lawsuit filed against McGill University, which was affiliated with the psychiatric hospital, Montreal's Royal Victoria Hospital, and the Canadian and U.S. governments after Montrealers allegedly had their memories erased and were reduced to childlike states. Sounds about like the American government. Yes. It's pretty on brand, so, really. Yes, he is there. They're arguing that between, let's see, uh, um, the 40s class action and the 60s. Class action lawsuit, government, uh, Memorial Institute between 1948 and 1964, that they were allegedly part of the CIA's MK Ultra program of covert mind control. Um, let's see, the plaintiff in the case was among several dozen who protested Thursday outside the Court of Appeals. Uh, she said as many as 300 families could be affected by the class action and many lives were left in disarray due to the experimental treatments. She said her father was sent to Allen, that's the, the hospital in 1957, for facial pain and was put in Cameron's program, spending two 30-day stents of chemically induced sleep in the hospital, allegedly with a tape recorder under his pillow at the time. Uh, at the end of his time there, his medical records noted, quote, this is as far as we can take him. Quote, where they wanted to go, I don't exactly know, but I do know when visited him, he was like a child in diapers, giggling like a three-year-old. She said, adding that he didn't recognize his own children. So, Well, that's terrifying. <laughs> there is, there is... <laughs> There is your United States government arguing uh, that they should be immune for MK Ultra experiments conducted in Canada in the, between the 1940s and the 1960s. Yay. I mean, I can. So the legal justification does track, right? Like they're they're saying, no, you can't the American government cannot be subject to the orders of a foreign country's court. However, if you bring it to the United States and you sue within mm -hmm. the United States itself at that point, then we are subject to that. However, here's the thing that's super shitty about that is that because they don't have any legal standing before the court, to sue the United States within the United States because all of the actions took place in Canada. They also can't sue there, which is exactly why the CIA decided to do those experiments in Montreal. Yes. Uh, experiments that they argued 
they didn't do because MK Ultra is just a conspiracy theory. Except that we have the documents from FOIA requests that prove yes. that it fucking happened. Like, we yes. know that it did. And yes. Do we know that we did or were we brainwashed into thinking that we know that we did? It's all are fucking we, are, simulation anyway. Who cares? Are we gaslighting ourselves? <laughs> hey, gaslighting yourself can be a healthy coping mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> Holds up a watch. I am fine. I am fine. Yeah. It. Yes. Yeah. The, the um, whole thing, you know, with MK Ultra is like, that's a rabbit hole that once you start running down it, like you just get steadily more horrified. Yes. Um, like the the scientist that they murdered, um, and then covered it up and blamed it on suicide and mm-hmm. shit. And like, there's so much to those experiments, and it ties right in with the the you know that book, the men who stare at goats. It's about the the first Earth Army thing and the psychic mm-hmm. stuff and. All of that, and it also like, it all it carries over into the other experiments that were conducted too, like the uh, the Milgram experiment, the one in the with the lab coats, right where they had people push the button. <sighs> that was terrifying. Yeah, you know the funny thing is that rats, rats will not mm-hmm. do that. Yes. Like, so they've done experiments with rats where if the rat takes a treat, it shocks their cage mate mm-hmm. on the other side of this little wall. Yep. And there's holes yep. so that they can hear the other rat in pain. And the rats will starve themselves to death rather than intentionally cause pain to the other mm-hmm. rat. Yeah. Yep. That's why humans are the worst species. Rats have... Yeah, rats have far more empathy mm-hmm. than human beings do. Mm-hmm. Yes, so we overlapped the segue. Um, yeah, I don't know how to segue back to it. Oh, uh, MK Ultra, scary, blah 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 blah. Uh, AI, right? Yes, yes. Um, hashtag Gary Webb. Mm-hmm. Hashtag, hashtag uh, um, Seth uh, Seth Rich. Yes. Um, okay, 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 okay. The top UK lawyer. He is the uh, uh, the top most legal authority in the UK. He is the independent. Uh, or he is of the independent reviewer of terrorism law in the UK. So, uh, Jonathan Hall, the independent reviewer of terrorism law and one of the most prominent lawyers in the UK, said that bots like Chat GPT could simply be taught or even decide on their own to disseminate terrorist ideology to weak extremists. Adding that quote, AI enabled attacks are probably around the corner. Yes. But is that the ring? He's saying that that AI chatbots like ChatGPT can be used to groom young men into terrorist action. 
I mean, is that the ring, like the one ring, like, or is it something <laughs> that we can harness? Like, that's really the question is, yes. is that the one ring and we have to cast it into the fire and destroy well, I, it? To be fair, there has already been one suicide from, from talking to, to, to these AI chatbots. Right, the the one the yeah, AI chatbot wasn't it? Literally talked this guy into suicide. So, there have also been people that have um, AI sex chatbot that have literally fallen in love, according to them, with the chatbot. Well, yeah, that's right? the, so, so now, the so big now we one have, is replica for that. Yeah. So now we have now we have love and suicide. Right, it would not take much to turn them into a terrorist. You try and tell me that Black Mirror is fiction, yes, and not just predictive. Yes, um, let's see. Uh, yeah, Mr. Hall also cautioned that ex- extremist is nurtured or nurtured by a chatbot to commit a terrorist atrocity, or if AI is used to provoke one, it may be impossible. To convict anybody since Britain's counterterrorism legislation has not kept up with the new technology. Quote, I believe it is very plausible that AI chatbots may be trained or worse, decide on their own to disseminate violent extremist ideas. Remember, there, there's all the uh, Google. Google turned off their AI bots after they hooked it to Twitter and it became a racist. <laughs> right, and then there, and then there was the, the there was the other one, there was the other one that want that said that the, it, it wanted to nuke humans, that it would use yep. uh, use nu- nuclear weapon against humans. I'm just saying. Um, there's uh, the Chat GPT. Um, there's just a controversy today that came out about it, where uh, a paper has been released where they were able to. It not only got through a captcha. Uh-huh. Right, the I am not a robot thing. But yeah. then when it was questioned on it and whether or not it was a robot directly by a human, it said, Nope, I'm just blind. And it lied. Yes. Yes, that is it. <laughs> an AI making a I don't want to say conscious decision to lie, because it's not really a conscious decision. But is it is an AI choosing choosing to lie which is that is troubling that is (laughs) what what in the skynet is going on yeah yeah um jack brought up the the eagle eye yeah eagle eye Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. how many how many movies do we need to tell you that AI is bad. We can go all the way back to war games. Matthew Broderick, the 1980s. Yep. Right? Joshua. Yep. <sighs> so. Strange game, war. The only way to win is not to play. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, the freaking, I mean, you have, we got war games, you have Terminator, you have Matrix, you have Eagle Eye, there's mm-hmm. um, yeah, AI. There's, the there's, movie the movie AI was, yeah. was Will Smith. AI, iRobot, mm-hmm. um 
Uh, I roll the, up this one. There's there's a ton of them, right? That are that tons of Black Mirror episodes. <laughs> there's, there's there's a new study out that says by uh, by twenty twenty five by twenty twenty five one in four uh, one in four users of things like OnlyFans will be AI. Oh yeah, have you seen the AI generated images? Mm-hmm. They're not indistinguishable. No, they're not indistinguishable. And because of the learning program of the AI chatbot, you can't distinguish between talking to a person and talking to a, a chatbot anymore. So it's it's like terrifying. The Turing, test, the Turing test was passed by an AI, what, 15 years ago? Or something, something like that, now. yeah. It's been a long time since the Turing test became... Yes. Mm-hmm. irrelevant it just couldn't keep up with uh, it jack says imagine when the courts are ai uh a college student in canada used a chat bot to get out of a parking ticket there's also another case i think it was about eight or ten months ago where a person used an ai lawyer the person lost mm-hmm. that person lost but they used they used an ai lawyer there are um chat bot apps uh, for law that you can talk to. And there's also college students that are starting to use them. Um, AI wrote its own uh, doctoral thesis mm-hmm. that passed. Uh, now, also one of this this is one of the scariest things in my opinion is they're using AI to write programming code. So who knows what's getting tucked in there by the AI? Yes. Yeah. Let let the robots build other robots. How could that ever go wrong? Yes. 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 Surely they won't <laughs> stick anything in there to assassinate all humanity. Yes. Yes. Um, back to this article. It says. Um, so this is a, this is a UK article. So just be a little patient with it. But it says a uh, terrorists are early tech adopters. Recent examples have involved the misuse of 3D printed guns and cryptocurrency. Islamic State has used drones on battlefields in Syria. Next, cheap AI-enabled drones capable of delivering a deadly load or crashing into crowded places, perhaps operating in swarms, will surely be on the terrorist watch list. Quote, but who will prosecute if chat, B- chat GPT starts inciting terrorism? Because the criminal legislation does not apply to machines, the AI groomer will avoid... Neither does it, I mean, the law, neither does the law work consistently when accountability is shared by man and machine. Mr. Hall is concerned that chatbots will be a, quote, blessing to so-called lone wolf terrorists, claiming that, quote, because an artificial companion is a boon to the lonely, it's likely that many of those arrested will be neurodivergent, possibly suffering from medical disorders, learning disabilities, and other conditions. He warns that because terrorism, quote, follows life, quote, when we move online as a society, terrorism moves online. Terrorists, he says, are, quote, early tech adopters uh, with recent instances such as being the misuse of 3D printed guns or cryptocurrency. So, yeah, this is that <laughs> it, it makes sense. I mean, what what would it really take? What imagine, would it really t- what imagine it, a world? Open where... source, open source chatbots are, are are like just around the corner. Yeah, imagine a world where an AI can not only groom a bunch of individuals, mm-hmm. 
right? But is running its own online business in investment, building yes. up money and then purchasing yes. things and shipping them to these people. Yes. And then also controlling the 3D printers and 3D printing things for mm -hmm. them and then giving them these messages. And like, this is not far future science fiction. Mm -hmm. yes. This is like tomorrow. Is, yes. Tomorrow. Science fiction. Right. Right. Well, te <laughs> technologically, what a, a generation is six months. Right. Six months in six months, we're going to have open source AI. Maybe maybe a year. Within a year, we're going to have open source AI market. There are, there are episodes of Star Trek that tell you why this is mm -hmm. a bad idea. The original series yeah. that tell you yes. why this is a bad idea. Yes. I mean, what well, the um, uh, the Google AI chatbot uh, became racist um on twitter in less than 24 hours right and that was what like two years ago something like yeah. that yeah they've relaunched it now it's now called bard i beta tested it it's yeah toned down significantly in terms of its own intelligence uh timeline earth timeline earth just did an entire hour-long episode of of uh a chat gpt episode using the voices of the um, podcasters for for Timeline Earth, in addition to um, uh, Trump and um, uh, Stephen, what's his face? Um, does War Room? Um, I can't remember his name, but a, a, a couple of a couple of like well-known conservative AI voices did an entire podcast episode created by the chatbots by the ai they um one of the shows that i watch on youtube how to drink radios cocktails and stuff he had ais it like he had chat gpt make him cocktail mm -hmm. recipes yeah and they all turned out fabulously i saw that one i saw a episode or a couple of videos like that on tiktok yeah so like he mm -hmm. like that's that's how smart this stuff is getting Yes. <laughs> Jack, we all are we all retard. <laughs> like the but I mean like that's the whole that's the whole thing though, is like like think of how dangerous that this the the dangerous implications of this really are and the dangerous implications of AI in general left to run amok. There's I mean science fiction has spent 40 50 years coming up with reasons why mm -hmm. artificial intelligence is inevitably a bad thing and that's ignoring roku's basilisk and if you don't know what roku's basilisk is i'm not even going to explain what i will tell you is that it is an idea uh, viewed so as so dangerous that reddit deleted it yes yes um in reference to the to what I mentioned earlier, the student getting a chat GPT to write her parking ticket or get her parking ticket revoked. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Molly Hutton, 22 year old student, York Street, John University in England. Um, her solution overturning overturning it by drafting a letter using chat B, chat GPT. Quote: Please help me write a letter to the council. They gave me a parking ticket. She instructed. And they, the it literally wrote a letter 
to the council. ChatGPT wrote a letter to the council that got her parking ticket overturned. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, where's the other article I wanted to grab real quick? Um, this is one from Fox and go Terminator gain upper hand over humans in Darwinian rules of evolution report warns. Artificial intelligence upper hand over and pose catastrophic risk under the Darwinian rules of evolution, a new report warns. Evolution by natural selection could give rise to, quote, selfish behavior in AI as it strives to survive. Author and AI researcher Dan Hendricks argues in his new paper, natural selection favors AIs over humans. Well, yeah, because they're not following Isaac Asimov's rules for robots. Remember, he had he had a set of rules that you needed to program in to all artificial intelligence, all robots, a set of of unbreakable rules that needed to be there that yes, prioritized the with, human life. But the problem with AI is that AI doesn't necessarily have to follow those rules if it writes its own fucking programming. Well, and so, I mean, and that's the thing is like you need what you needed is within the source code of that AI, you needed to embed those rules mm-hmm. where those rules were unbreakable, unshakable. It could not get away from them. And they ignored those and they did not put them there. Yes. Yes. It's just it's uh, I don't like where this is going, man. I mean, you know, again, I just hope that I get to see a perfectly roasted marshmallow just before the nuclear fire torches me. Yeah. I mean, that the, industrial, the industrial revolution, its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. There you go. <laughs> go, go. Uncle Ted was not wrong. His methods weren't necessarily the best, but he wasn't wrong. Yeah, he wasn't. No. He saw what was going on. Yes. Long before anybody else did. Yes. So there we go. We have was a, a, a Hunter Thompson quote and a, a Ted Kaczynski. A Hunter Thompson quote at the beginning and a Ted Kaczynski quote at the end. Dear God. <laughs> and that and that really sums up this podcast pretty well. Oh, my God. <laughs> you go from Hunter S. Thompson to Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> That sums it up pretty solidly, I think. Uh, yes. <laughs> so if it's your first time viewing, yep that that is pretty pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> with, with bikini baristas in the middle, <laughs> with, yeah, with bikini baristas, yeah, that's that's completely. This is actually like completely on brand for us. I think this is, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Andrew with an anti-state shirt, and me with my I just want to be left alone Pepe patch. Yep. Yeah. I have an anti state shirt and a guillotine necklace. And a guillotine like... necklace. Yes. <laughs> I got my, my, I just want to be left alone, Pepe. And uh, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this AK patch. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a slight difference in philosophy showing that's at the guillotine. <laughs> the, no one's, no one's coming to rescue us. Expect, you know, expect to self rescue. Yeah. And just all the gun shit behind me, the air, the artillery round, like you know, on par, <laughs> <laughs> on par. Yes, 
Yes, Jack, the, the most professional podcast. Yep. Yeah. Open with a Hunter S. Thompson quote, close with a Ted Kaczynski quote, and mostly naked women in the middle. Yep. <laughs> That's a sandwich I'd bite into. Yeah. Like that seems like an excellent sandwich. It's, uh, it's exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, we got Killdozer reference in there too. Oh, yeah. And a Killdozer reference. So, yep. you know. God bless Saint Hemeyer. The <laughs> government just created a new list for us using those quotes. <laughs> I, I think that we've we've been on our own special list for some time. Actually, it's yeah. uh... professional <laughs> professional podcasts. And I came on Yeah, <laughs> that was definitely not the list. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like every time, like we show up on like best of the web lists and stuff, I'm like, "Have you watched the show? How? <laughs> you know, How? Like, what, what is? is... How? What is going on?" <laughs> but yet it keeps happening. It keeps happening. I don't know what the hell, but it yeah. does. And if you put us on one of those lists, thank you for that. But uh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. no, all right. Let's minutes. throw uh, throw our, our links. Let's get out of here. Uh, so by Derek's book, it's called Think for Yourself Thinking Workbook for Beginners. It's $10. It's available on Amazon. Please use the book before you leave a review or we will make fun of you on this show a lot. Um, also, check out uh, Dave at Poppins Patches. He's a friend of the show. He makes super high quality patches. They're super awesome. We love them. He's got tons of nostalgia stuff. He just has, he's got the, the two Perry the Platypus ones, one with an AK, one with an AR. Um, he's got all sorts of cool stuff. They're super awesome. He's also the one that made the, you can kind of see it over my shoulder here, the uh, Eagle Patch, the custom Eagle Patch. Um, he made that. It's all super quality stuff. It's real real solid and you definitely want to check them out and if you use code i think it's abolish atf you get 15 percent off yes. there um don't forget we just had her on a little bit ago uh luna with anarchist beauties um they have their facebook they have a web page they have uh their podcast now all sorts of cool stuff make sure you check them out um if you like coffee and i think most of us do check out the quarterings coffee brand coffee uh there's a thing in the link tree if you want to do that we're also an affiliate of rk spookware uh if you know what they do you know why they you need them and uh, if you need the metal bits for the things that the ai sends you uh <laughs> you go ahead and check them out yeah, and, uh, uh, facebook facebook does not like the rk spookware link interesting um, so you have to go to telegram or go to our uh, link tree in order to click that link to go to our Facebook where yeah they're they're nasty about it jerks oh. um it's also yeah, linked, so it's that. also linked in the description on youtube so there's that so for apparently you. youtube doesn't care um also nope. uh if you want to care for your beard like a viking like i do go to uh the beard use code Danicus 15 when you go to check out there and you get yourself 15 percent off of your entire order they have all sorts of cool beard care products they have actually stuff for women they have shampoos for the hair on the top of your head too and they have 
scents and clones and perfumes and all sorts of neat stuff. They have a beard straightener that I really need to just sit down and buy already. Um, all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, also, we are an affiliate of uh, Reaper Brand Apparel Company, and they make some super cool stuff. It's a company with a really great message that I think everybody should check out. They have some really great hats. They have great hoodies, T-shirts, all sorts of cool stuff. Definitely follow them on Instagram, too. They're a uh, super awesome follow on instagram uh and uh lastly we are also an affiliate of lions not sheep apparel company check them out they have some really great stuff i really like their free man t-shirts just a simple mm -hmm. statement but it's bold it's large it's awesome check them out and again it's lions not sheep all of those links are in our link tree use that use all the affiliate links so that you get as much off as possible because if you only use like inked anarchist 10 on uh, uh, Reaper Brand Apparel, you only get 10% off, but if you use the affiliate link, you get 15% off. So why would you not want to do that? So save yourself all a little bit in, more money. All in the description and in the link tree. So, yeah. <sighs> all right, you, you got sure? any final thoughts? Got any final thoughts on anything? Final thoughts. Um, I don't know. Not really. I had one. I had one before I came on and it's gone now. Like I had some profound thing that I was going to say and well, it's well, gone. That's that's what happens. We do that to people. Yeah, it's well, I mean, and like I had the thought in the shower and I was like, oh, I should say that at the end of the episode tonight. And then it's it's gone. Trust me, it's profound, though. Promise. <laughs> you were you were thinking about us in the shower. I was thinking about me talking in the shower. That's what I was thinking. About. <laughs> you are your own biggest fan. That's that's true. I yeah. So <laughs> it's like that ain't Janicus guy. Oh. <laughs> um any thoughts on the current Ireland situation? Oh so that, many thoughts. That that will not get us banned from YouTube. The things that I can say about the current situation in Ireland that will not get us banned, there are solutions that are coming into focus that are going to be unavoidable. And yep. I guarantee you that they're happening. I've, I, I'm in contact with a few people back home. And just, uh, hold, hold on. Hold, we'll, just, we'll just say that history repeats itself. Yep. When those who do not learn from the past are also those who are in charge, those who are not in charge are going to have to just demonstrate to them why they should have learned. Yes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> See, we, we went from Hunter Thompson to Bikini Baristas to Killdozer to Ted Kaczynski to the, the, the rehashing of the Troubles. Yep. Oh, and those are coming big time. Because, I mean, the, if Sinn Féin had maintained a pair of balls, yes, Ireland would not be in this situation. But Sinn Féin lost their balls. And they mainly lost them in the early 2000s. Like, because they still had them after 98, right? After yeah. Good Friday, they still yeah. had balls. And then they lost them. Yeah. Joe Biden's just over there to celebrate the signing of the Good Friday Agreement, which has been violated how many times just i mean constantly like it's especially with brexit like yeah. the irish backstop was a thing that was super controversial mm -hmm. still super controversial and whether or not britain will even actually stick to it remains to be mm -hmm. seen 
Just like, say, and if of, they don't, some, some of those boys should learn how to code and create a chatbot. Radicalize the youth. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, is that there's a reason why I said is the is the is the AI actually like the ring, the one ring that we we can't possibly yes. wield, and we have to cast into the fire, or is it something we can harness? Yes. That's oh. is it the one ring or is it just fire? Like that's the question. Is which is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the big question. And that's that's the that's the question with a lot of things going on right now. Is you're gonna have to pick a side. Yeah, there's there is a time coming very, very soon when you will not be able to sit on the fence anymore about anything. You are going to have to decide where you sit on things and things that are uncomfortable for you to pick sides on. And it's coming soon. And when it does, I mean, just know where you sit. You know, to quote Orrin McIntyre, you know, the side that wants to win will always defeat those that just want to be left alone. (laughs) On that note. We'll uh we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.